Hey, and welcome back to the Black Zen Weekly Wellness Podcast. I am your co-host, Jasmine, and as always, I'm here with my sister, Stacy. Say what's up. Hey, everybody. Happy Monday. If you're hearing this on a different day, happy whatever day it is. Exactly. But for those that don't know, this podcast comes out every Monday, 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Yep. Mm-hmm. Along with the Weekly Wellness, which is an editorial about all things wellness, meditation, mm-hmm. how to grow, how to do better. Right. How to create. Yeah. How how to actively create lives that we love to live. You know, and I personally have had a very interesting week. And so I can definitely say that it's a process. Right. (laughs) There are some times where we see the results we want and then other times where it's not quite what we thought. And it's just a matter of figuring out how do we then deal with that. So, you know, not everything is always puppies and rainbows. That actually brings us into this new topic this week very well. Mm -hmm. Uh, This topic is not your typical proverb. This is a direct granny quote. (laughs) (laughs) What does that have to do with the price of tea in China? Preach. Our grandma was from the South, so she said some crazy stuff. So yes, puppies and rainbows, kind Mm -hmm. of what we always sound like. And Mm -hmm. that is because of this lesson that we learned from our grandmother. So We heard that all the time. No, Stacy heard it more than often. Correct. I, as a kid, may have heard me say this before, was a curmudgeonly child. She was just a curmudgeonly child. All the time, like I either cried or was angry for some reason. Well, she would just complain a lot. Like not, like nothing was no. ever okay. Well, what's funny? They asked my mom, "Who oh, named me that?" I my nickname was, was not... Stacy Complain Johnson. I right. Sh- <laughs> I wish I was lying to you, but it really was. You can ask anyone in our family. Stacy Complain. That was Johnson. her nickname. So anytime that she would start on what we would call these like little roles that she would get on, <laughs> we would just be like Stacy Complain Johnson. What is it this time? You and know? what's funny for those who want to get a glimpse of what that looked like? Yeah, got the think, weekly if you, wellness. Right, if you think she's joking, we actually included a photo of her. I think you were maybe like eight years old. Yeah, eight, seven or eight years old in just this photo. Just looking as sour and surly. And you're like, what? What do you have? <laughs> be upset what about does an eight-year-old have to be mad about well i don't know but in that picture not feeling it that's a classic stacy complain <laughs> johnson look so if you got the weekly wellness this week you know exactly what we're talking about so imagine that little eight-year-old just nagging about everything that was that was never okay yes. everything was always a problem everything got on her nerves like from the big to the small and it was so funny because yeah. everything just seemed to rile me up mm-hmm. every little thing but there, the point yeah. is I remember coming home and I would just rant and just mm-hmm. be all, all turned around. All in your feelings. All in my feelings. <laughs> and she and my grandma just listened so patiently. Mm-hmm. You know, she'd give you a hug and say, no, she didn't. And always agree with me mm-hmm. that the other person was in the wrong. But then at the end of the conversation, she'd say, well, what does that have to do with the price of tea in China? And that really just sums up everything in that moment. Right. What, we, what, she, what was she trying to say? With there that? were so many layers, and we narrowed it down to the top three mm-hmm. in this weekly wellness. Correct. Right. The first one: How does what somebody else does affect you? Number two: What does you complaining about it? How does that change the situation? How does that fix anything? Correct. Three: Is it actually worth getting that upset about it <laughs> in the first place? Yeah, that was my. That's the core. That's the core of that number three of that statement. Number three is the one that got me. That mm-hmm. little eight-year-old kid in that photo mm-hmm. thought everything was a big deal. Correct. Everything required. Everything required a ten response. No, I'm lying. A twelve right. response <laughs> <laughs> to every single annoyance. Right. Every person who said something crazy. Mm-hmm. Everything that didn't work out. Every situation that didn't happen as I wanted to right. happen. She always felt like she was being slighted somehow. Yes. Yeah. Everything was a grievance. I, yeah. 
I could have been called Stacy Tantrum Johnson. Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> we said Stacy Complain Johnson to make it funny, that was but like... Stacy Tantrum Johnson is probably more like it. Exactly. Yeah. But as I've learned and grown <laughs> over the years, <laughs> I can now share with you how good it feels now mm-hmm. to learn to let things roll off your back. Correct. Because the energy required to maintain that 12 all the time mm-hmm. is so not worth it. Well, just imagine what you could have been using that energy for instead. That's what I always say. Like, nays? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> like, you're so busy, like, putting all that energy into something else. You know, especially when you get mad about things that people do. Do yeah. you think that person is thinking about it the way you're thinking about it? That's they've the moved on. They've moved on. They've moved on. And yeah. sometimes people don't even know that they've upset you. So that doesn't even occur to them to feel some sort of way about it. And it turns out you are the only one caught up in that story and caught up in your feelings and <laughs> thinking about it and letting it sit on your brain. Yeah. You know? Which brings me actually to one of my favorite articles that we included shows how complaining actually rewires your brain for negativity. Oh, yeah. So that it's not even just about that situation, but it starts to spill over into how you view your life in general and to how you expect to have future situations turn out. You should let me read this quote specifically. I think this Mm, article did a fantastic job of saying it exactly right, and I don't want to mess it up. Okay. I'll give you that. read it. Okay, let me hear. Okay, so the article said, your brain loves efficiency and doesn't like to work any harder than it has to. When you repeat a behavior, such as complaining, your neurons branch out to each other to ease the flow of information, essentially making a bridge, right? And the goal is you can't blame the brain for doing this. That's how it's wired. Mm -hmm. And what brain would want to build a temporary bridge every time you need to cross it? Instead, it creates a permanent bridge to let these neurons fire closer together. That's how things become patterns Mm -hmm. and memorized and quickly access the same Mode of behavior. Exactly. And there was a funny, the scientists describe it as neurons that fire together, wire together. (laughs) I thought that was so funny and clever. Correct. (laughs) Well, but that's just it, though. So if you are naturally a person who complains a lot, or if you're a person who lets small things get on your nerves, or um, or things outside of your control Mm -hmm. to upset you and disrupt your joy, you are now basically training your brain to make that connection about most things, oh, right? Or to have that be your default. Similar things where every annoyance has the same trigger. Mm. That's the quick bridge that it made. Right. I'm annoyed, I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. I'm annoyed about this person. I'm going to have this reaction every Correct. single time. Correct. You've now basically trained yourself be to, to be irritated. Everything. Right. And then yeah. it's like, that just stills your joy. Well, it makes for a very hard day. And I think we are the cause of most of our pain sometimes. Oh, yeah, in our head? Oh, absolutely. You know, like if we control the thoughts and the thoughts control our feelings, then guess what? Every time that we create a pattern for ourselves, that just, you know. We can at least choose what things get under our skin and what's going to make us react at a 12. Correct. whether that 12 is required in that situation, and usually it's not. If you are not a person who is like that, but you know someone who is or you live with someone who is, Mm. it's the equivalent of having mental and emotional secondhand smoke. Yeah, that was interesting. <laughs> and I thought, oh, and wow, I never sense. even thought about that. Which, you know, in you know, we always talk about who's in your circle and who is influencing you and how, you know, the Jim Rohn quote about the five people you spend the most time with are the ones who really shape your experience. Mm-hmm. So if that's the case and you've got someone like that in your household or you have a partner like that or you have a child like that, like that is secondhand smoke, essentially. <laughs> 
Yeah. Right? Because, I mean, we talked about this before, but how the energy of others really can affect the space mm-hmm. in a physical way, mm-hmm. with, like with, with a rice experiment. Right. How you can yeah. you can feel the energy come out of the room. You can feel things that feel like low energy or, or it can feel down or it can feel mm-hmm. upset or it can you're anxious as soon as you walk in. Like, those are all things that that might not have been what you came into the room with. But because the person in the room is like that, that's now what you're feeling. Yeah. So just be mindful of that. I would mm-hmm. say be, be mindful of that and be cautious of that. Um, and if you do have a person who is like that in your home, in one of the articles that we included actually shows you how to uh, deal with that person. Yes. So, yes. you know, we never, to... we never mention a problem without giving you a solution. Absolutely. So. Every solution for us is meditate on it. Well, but... yeah, right. <laughs> but if you don't meditate on it yet, there are some other opportunities to circumvent situations that bring your energy down when it should Correct. So, and I will say, um, there are some people who are like, well, it's impossible not to complain because stuff comes up in life and sometimes you have to acknowledge when things bother you. And I totally get that. But I, I do want to point out, we included in this week's wellness, an article of a writer who did an experiment with herself and she went 21 days with no complaining. And as soon as she announced to her boyfriend that she was going to do this, they lived together. And he said, well, what are we going to talk about? And I <laughs> honest question that's an honest question because i know some people that are all of our conversations are just about things that get on our nerves right and it's an honest question and well and even in her article she notes that a lot of times it shows that that's how people can quickly relate to somebody that they don't know yeah it's you know it's it's a it's way a to find it's right a bonding it's thing. a way to find a common thing that you can bond over that then you know through that you develop a sort of relationship with whoever you're with we should create a crusade Bonding over joy. Bond over joy, right. Well, this is what <laughs> Bond I, over but joy. But that's what I was thinking, now though. Now you see somebody say, hey, what amazing is happening with you today? Right. You know? Give me give me a bit of good news. What's going on with you? You sound like puppies and rainbows again. But well, but, yeah. here's, but here's the thing, though. I mean, there are plenty of things in life that suck. I, I, I'm the first person to acknowledge that very real truth. After <laughs> yeah. my week, I yeah. can fully acknowledge that sometimes things just, you're like, that just ain't cool. That's some bullwinky. That's some bullwinky, and I'm not here for any of it, you know? Yeah. But at the same time, to focus on that means that there's all these other actually really great things that are happening in your life that could also use your focus. And oh, so yeah. then it's a matter of putting your focus on the things that are going well as opposed to focusing on the things that are not. Just try this experiment for yourself and see what happens. Just give yourself 21 days of no complaining. And if you have to complain, give yourself a time limit. Like, literally make it a minute and then move on. See, what's funny, Jazz and I actually debated about this mm-hmm. because she gave an example. You want to give an example now that we can have the same conversation we did? Oh, yeah. So <laughs> I was saying, so it, the writer actually, she mentioned, she's like, well, at a certain point I did have to complain because there was a leak in my apartment and I had to tell the manager. So in order to tell the manager that he had to come fix it, a part of me had to complain about the leak in order to get something to happen. And I, my response was, no, she didn't. She could just call and tell the manager, hey, this is broken. Come fix it. You have a problem that needs fixing. Mm-hmm. Focus on that. And, and I, so Jazz yeah. was trying to give me any other time where she could, where complaining made sense. And I said, nope. You as can pro- always spin it, I guess, is what you were that's trying to exactly say. That's exactly what I'm saying. As yeah. a past professional complainer. Oh, that's perfect I for can, you. I would absolutely say you I are a past tell, professional complainer. Yes, I can yeah. tell you there's always a way to reframe a conversation mm-hmm. that does not involve a complaint. Okay, so let's give so, me an so give me yeah, I'm, I'm gonna throw some stuff. Let's, let's see how sh- how good how good you are at this. Um, so this let's is not see. planned, by the way. This is an right. This could this could be really horrible, but we'll let's see. just take a look. All right. So um uh oh, one of your one of your coworkers tries to throw you under the bus with the boss in the room, and you come home and you're like, "Can you believe this girl?" What would you say? Guess what happened today? What? 
Some girl thought she was getting the best of me, but she actually made herself look stupid. Let me show you how. <laughs> you see That's pretty good. <laughs> you know, okay, okay. There's always a way uh, I'm just saying. Okay, I mean, okay, okay. Let's see. Um. Oh, here's one. I have told the people at the daycare center five times, do not let my son have juice after three. <laughs> And every time I come to get him, he has a juice box that keeps him up all night. And I specifically have asked them multiple times. I like how even right now you're just complaining about what you're telling me. Well, I'm trying (laughs) to. I'm trying to be real. I'm in character. I get it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. But I've I've heard somebody say this, and I was like, I understand your frustration. That is frustrating because you're the one that has to stay up with him when he's bouncing (laughs) off the walls because they gave him juice after three o'clock. Got it. This brings us to another point. In one of the articles that we included, they said. Sometimes it is okay to complain on the condition that it is called instrumental complaining. No, so no, thing. no. Let, let hear me out. Hear me debate, out. Guys, hear me out. It means that it means that you complain to bring about a specific end goal. For instance, no, but I complain box. about the juice box because I want you to stop giving my child sugar after three o'clock. Okay, and I would say the person you're telling this to, like, let's say you go into the management of the mm-hmm, school, right? Mm-hmm. And you have your own complaints or daycare. Mm -hmm. It's not their concern or their problem that your kid is bouncing off the walls after they leave the school. So then how would you fix that situation without complaining? No. It's funny. Another article said, you appeal to what they need. Hi, I've been coming to this daycare center and I I spend a lot of time and money here and I Mm -hmm. refer others. I would like to continue referring others to your service, but I am noticing that Mm -hmm. some rules are not being kept that I would like to keep for my child. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm noticing that it's a problem on a consistent basis that he is getting this juice box. Oh, What okay. can we do to work this out so that he's not getting a juice box when I specifically ask that he not? Okay. It's all about problem hmm. solving. Like, okay. And here's the thing. What's so funny? The person will hear that more than every time I come in here, he has a juice box and I'm pissed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because here's the thing. When you start complaining, because in their people own will turn you out That's when fair. they hear negative. I think you're right, when you, actually. When you come at a, like, this is what's going on. Let me explain this. They're more open, I think, to making changes. So that's a good way hmm. to keep that. I'm telling you. I'm okay. Pro- as a post-professional complainer, mm-hmm. I can tell you that there is always a way to reframe that kind of conversation. I think you're right about it now. I mean, I didn't believe you at first, but I feel like you definitely <laughs> Come on, have give me another one. Give me another one. I know. Man. I don't think, I don't know if I have another one. I feel like, I feel like you showed your ninja skills on this one. I, I totally see that. It's funny because I know a lot of people complain about their spouse, mm, their mate. Mm-hmm. That's another one, too. Mm-hmm. I think that's actually why I liked the article from the writer's perspective of actually trying to not complain for 21 days. Because yeah. she talks about a couple things like that and a couple ways that she would have normally complained about. And instead, she wrote it down on uh, like on a, a random piece of paper. And then at the end of her rant, balled it up and threw it in the trash and she was like something about that felt very like very <laughs> cathartic right because yeah. then it's like not in my brain but I didn't complain about it and I was still able to throw it away which started to feel done with things a lot mm-hmm. sooner and I thought that was actually pretty cool this actually ties back into what we were talking about earlier which mm-hmm. is the 21 days of not complaining mm-hmm. she is rebuilding bridges for her synapses oh, on yeah. how to respond differently Doing that forces her to rebuild new connections mm. so that they wire together like that in the future. That's great, actually. Isn't that funny? Absolutely. Try that this week. 21 days. For 21 days, try that. And then at the end of that 21 days, try another set of 21 days. Because the more you do that, the more you start to build a bridge for positive thinking rather than negative thinking. And you start to build a bridge of not complaining in general, which just adds to your quality of life. Yeah. 
even if you don't make it the 21 days, mm -hmm. trying for 21 days, every time you do think of something that you complain about, mm -hmm. it forces you to rethink it. Yeah. You know? So it disrupts what that pattern is. Exactly. It'll yeah. disrupt the pattern even if you make it a day or two days or whoever. Correct. But at least disrupts the pattern long enough mm -hmm. to start setting new trends. I love that. I love yeah. that. I think what we're saying is, you know, it, it's completely uh, healthy and normal to acknowledge how you are feeling in a certain situation and when something rubs you the wrong way. That's part of being a meditative person and being a thoughtful person, right, is recognizing what comes up for you. But there is an article I didn't include, but I wanted to steal one of their quotes, which is that it's important to pay attention to your feelings. That's necessary. But complaining is not. I like the way Granny said it. What does that have to do with the price of tea in China? Fair. <laughs> <laughs> so however you need to hear it, the next time somebody tries to get on your nerves or you are allowing something to get on your nerves. Or you start complaining about something correct. and ask yourself. Pause and yeah. ask yourself, what does this have to do with the price of tea in China? That's See you it. next week, y'all. For those that don't know, we are Black Zen. You can find us mm -hmm. at blackzen.co. Yep. Dot .co. Mm -hmm. uh, anytime you want to reach us, we're at info at blackzen.co, and mm -hmm. we are happy to answer any questions exactly. or go further into this discussion. Questions or suggestions about things to talk about. Mm -hmm. We have no problems really talking about anything. Definitely. We'll research it for you if we don't know. Correct. And you know me, I'm a <laughs> nerd. nerd. I love so it. She'll, I was going to say, Jasmine. You want to give me homework? That's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, it, and uh, obviously, you know, you can start to follow us on social if you haven't already. We are at blackzen.co on Instagram, uh, Stacy B, the letter B, Zen on Twitter. And um, yeah. Stacy B, Zen. Yeah. I go from, from passionate complainer to Stacy B, Zen. Zen. So anybody can change. Anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Another critical. You ain't never lost. <laughs> All right. So we'll leave you with that for this week. As always, fam, we hope you have a wonderful week. And we'll talk to you again Monday.